Hi, I'm Abby Rosenblum, founder of The Social Modern Matchmaking and your host of Ghosted, a podcast about making dating easy and fun again so you can find your boo. Get it? We'll talk with dating experts, coaches, and real clients of mine and single people from around the world. Stick around for corny jokes, dating advice, and deep dives into the psychology behind finding love. I am so excited for today's episode. You guys, you're going to love this one. And if you don't, I'm probably going to have a problem with you because I already know we're in store for some good stories, some laughs, who knows. But I have the amazing and talented and two of my favorites, Molly and Kevin with me to talk about how they met through matchmaking. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Quite the intro, right? A lot to live up to. That is really a lot. I don't know if we can do it, but we're going to (laughs) try. Well, you know, I'm excited either way because I think we'll have some fun along the way. So I guess I can give a little bit of backstory. These two both came to me looking for love and somehow I brought them both together on a blind date. And I'd love to kind of start from there of, you know, maybe you guys can both each share, you know, what drew you to matchmaking? Were you just like, oh my God, I've given up on dating. I can't do this anymore. Or were you just like, oh, you know, maybe this seems cool and I'll try it. Am I going first? All right. I think it was a little bit of both for me. Um, I actually heard about you, Abby, from an ex-girlfriend of one of my friends who was living in Santa Fe. And it seemed really interesting. And I was done with dating and the apps made me want to die and never date again. So it was kind of that, you know, definition of crazy of, you know, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So this was something new and different. And I liked the concept of it. And so that's when I got in touch with you and it worked, you know, it went really well. I liked the process and, you know, we can talk more about like when we first met, but. Oh yeah. We definitely want to get to that. (laughs) Yeah. So just knowing that, you know, some of these baseline things that, you know, we talk about and things that we want and kind of deal breaker stuff, knowing that that stuff was out of the way before you even met someone was really appealing to me for sure. Um, I love it. And you first came to me like peak pandemic. We had to pause yeah. for a while too. I did not have, you know, just six months. We set you up on a whole bunch of dates and you found someone. It was a journey. <laughs> it, it was a little bit of a journey, not a horrible journey. A good um, journey. Like trying to do it on, you know, the virtual stuff was, uh, it's different. It's, you know, I mean, it's just hard, but yeah, I think, I think we worked together pretty well. And yeah, we, I took a break for a minute. I, I was just kind of, I think it was everything, you know, the pandemic and so much um, going on. Yeah. yeah, so much going on. So, you know, I really appreciate that you kind of allowed me to do that. And then then you did a great job because Kevin was the first one uh, that I went on a date with after that little break. Right. So it worked great. And Kevin, I want to hear from you, you know, what kind of brought you into matchmaking and like, where were you coming from when we connected? Sure. I had just kind of recovered from a divorce when we connected. I actually called you I think the day that they extended the tax deadline last year. Oh, I, <laughs> I had this attitude like, well, to heck with that. Let's go ahead and try something new. And I have been in therapy for a few years. And it was actually my therapist, uh, Brittany, who pointed me in your direction. And like Molly, I was really looking forward to and confident in the matchmaking process because I was interested in the concept of kind of having, you know, these relationships vetted before you began them. You know, it is easier to carry on with 
falling deep into a relationship when you kind of already know that you agree on deal breakers and other important things. You know, you go on a blind date with someone, but you sort of feel like you know them better than anyone you've never met before that you're meeting for the first time Mm -hmm. because you know the things that, you know, I talk to you about. Right. Molly was every inch of that and a whole lot more. And Mm -hmm. that was a great first blind date. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And that's kind of what brought me into the matchmaking process. And that's why I feel like we had such a strong connection that first night. Right. And kind of tell me about that first date. You know, was it love at first sight? Was it just like, hmm, this person's cool and maybe I'll see him again? (laughs) I think for me, it was like, it was really interesting. So I had, and I don't know how much you want me to get into this, but uh, so I had taken a break and then I ended up going out, you kind of hooking up with a... Ben just to go out and like do like, you know, I don't know, practice date. We did a practice date. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We did. And, you know, all respect to to Ben and and what he does, but we do not agree on uh, (laughs) mainly like, I don't know, the roles of women, but like mainly uh, everything. (laughs) Yeah, mainly everything, but it was fine and it was good. And then interestingly, the day before Kevin and I's date was one of my best friend's birthdays and we went to brunch with all these women and all of her friends. And so... (laughs) after the break and like the thing with Ben and I was like oh I I got this date tomorrow through the matchmaker I don't know like I'm gonna show up it's gonna be all right I guess and so it was just an interesting way to go into the first date setting that bar real low (laughs) yeah the bar was real low but um it ended up being great and I you know I mean we had really good conversation I think we like ordered appetizers and then barely ate them because we were just talking and so yeah I was definitely like very intrigued and I think overall and I don't want to speak for Kevin but the difference for me too was that there was kind of a level of comfort there I wouldn't say it was that like love at first sight you get smacked by a truck thing yeah it was just really comfortable to talk to him and and we could really open up to each other and different ways. And, and I think at a good pace too, like I don't think either one of us was like pushing too hard for something like immediate and instant. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was just a really good foundation. I think we were certainly interested. And then, you know, after that, and certainly even leading up to that, like Kevin's communication skills were, you know, on display, like just texting back and forth and then, you know, making sure I got home. Okay. And like, it was just really nice. It was nice. And he was communicated well which which was really good. Right. And that's something that so many people face in relationships where they're like, well, we communicate in different ways. Like, how do we get past this? And sometimes that ends up being a deal breaker, which is kind of silly to me. But you guys, obviously, it was a plus. <laughs> yeah. And for us, you know, we both grew up the same way, kind of on the same side of town, really not that far from each other. Our moms even worked at the same hospital at one point. So crazy. And there was a, you know, like Molly said, there was a sense of comfort and familiarity. And that was different to me than other dating experiences I had had, especially recently. My experience with you kind of, Abby, you had set me up on one date prior to this. Yeah. Not a match. <laughs> not a match. Well, we, we had a good a good night and right. we had fun, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, going into the second date, I would say I was cautiously optimistic. Right. Not kind of guarded optimism, but cautiously optimistic. I don't know if you can parse those words, but that was we kind of how, how. 
And so feeling comfortable around her and seeing that we had so much in common just kind of allowed things to grow from there. And so I would agree it wasn't necessarily love at first sight, but it was certainly this is something I really want to pursue at first sight. And after we had a really good conversation for a couple hours, uh, I knew that there was a lot in front of us that I wanted to have, and that's the way it's sorted out. So I like it. And how did your relationship progress? Do you feel like it just accelerated? Was it really stable as you guys have gotten to know each other? I think it's been really stable. I mean, I think we were both, you know, it is interesting too to like be dating when you're, you know, a little older. I mean, I was 39. Kevin was a little younger than me. But you kind of get to a place where you're like obviously more comfortable with yourself. So I think it makes it a lot easier to just be a bit more authentic. And so we were able to do that. We had a really fun like second date. We went up to Blackhawk and we're gambling. And uh, <laughs> I love actually, that. Really funnily enough, like we were sitting next to this two couples, but like just the men were playing blackjack with us and they were super interested. <laughs> they were from Nebraska and they were like, Kevin had gone to the bathroom and he's like, so like, how long have you guys been dating? Like, how's it going? Whatever. And then I was like, this is our second date. <laughs> and so they were super invested in it, which was really fun. And I like it. So I think we, I really liked the pace at which things progressed. And I think we were both really smart about it. And again, like comfortable with ourselves about how that was going to go. So then, yeah, kind of accelerated. I mean, it is a little hard. We live on opposite sides of town. Right. I was going to ask, you guys have kind of been in like semi-long distance relationship. <laughs> kind of. I mean, we live exactly 50 miles apart, but it's all highway. Right. Now, you know, I mean, it progressed into, you know, now we have like a schedule of where we spend certain, you know, times and whatever. So yeah, I really, I liked the piece of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty stable and steady for a while. It really accelerated after our trip to Keystone, which was about a month and a half in. Mm -hmm. That was really when we started staying with each other nightly and came up with a schedule where we were staying at her house on certain days and nights and my house on certain days and nights. And she's building a house in Arvada, so fairly soon we'll be about 15 minutes apart instead of an hour apart, which will be good for those transition days and pretty much every day in between. Right. That's kind of, yeah, it it was semi-long distance for a minute, (laughs) but that was, you know, why we kind of started staying together and it was really comfortable. And that was when things sort of became like they are now. Pretty much things have been stable since then. I love it. Well, I'm obviously very excited for you guys and invested in you two succeeding. (laughs) So Kevin, I want to ask you, what's one of your favorite like memories or experiences you guys have shared together as you've been getting to know each other? Sure. I think one of my favorite things that we've done so far was actually fairly recent when we went to a world of concrete. The most romantic Vegas conference you can go to, right? Always. Always. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, that's been sort of our romance story is going out and having fun and traveling. Mm -hmm. We haven't done we haven't done a lot of what you would call kind of conventionally romantic things. But everything we've gone and done has been really fun. Mm -hmm. And the Vegas trip was just, you know, a time where our 
the things that we have in common really were on display. You know, it's an adult town and it's fun and we had a whole lot of fun. Got wound up and drank and smoked and <laughs> every other thing. <laughs> I don't know. I like that we have fun. That's what I find romantic about our relationship. Yeah. Not necessarily that we have candlelit dinners or hearts with chocolate inside of them or whatever else was kind of, you know, commonly accepted as romantic. I think we're both unique. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, despite the fact that we're unique, we share so much in common that we just feed off of each other and we go have these fun experiences that, you know, I had not had certainly since the pandemic and I have never had in relationships before, mm -hmm. you know, where I really had activities like gambling and golf and things like that, that we actually both enjoyed and could go out and do. That's totally been different. Right. And that's amazing that you guys can have fun doing all these things together. You have things that you share in common, but I'm sure not everything. I think some single people who come to me are like, well, whoever I date has to like all the same things that I like, which I'm always like, ha, huh, you're never going to find that. <laughs> No, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that. Right? I, you know, You're I mean, when I discussed that before, like, I don't want somebody who does the same thing that I do and has every same interest for work. You know, golfing and stuff is something I've thought about, but I didn't really have anybody to play with, and so he certainly helped me get into golf. And you know, I bought golf clubs and been playing, and like that's been really fun. And yeah, we're not the same with everything. Like, we definitely enjoy the same things. I would say, you know, even our travel stuff. We have the ability to like push each other a little bit outside of our comfort zones for things. And Kevin very, very kindly came down. I spent two weeks in Turks and Caicos for my birthday last year. And Kevin was able to come down for a week of that. And he had to get a passport and like hadn't done a ton of international traveling and then had to do it by himself because I was already down there. And he was very brave and, you know, I mean, it went fine. I don't think it went as any of us expected. There were some crazy requirements and things for getting into the country and it was stressful right. and a long travel day. And I had multiple meltdowns at the end of the night. Oh no. I was, I wasn't going to bring up the meltdowns. <laughs> well, you know, but it's I like, hey, people at their best, you also see people at maybe not the best, right? When you're in a relationship. Yeah. Well, and I think that's been, you know, one thing that's been really good is learning how you travel together and how you, you know, kind of move through daily life together and being supportive and helping out. And it was really reassuring, even when we went to Keystone, you know, even though it was a quick trip to know that like, hey, like we can travel together. You know, there aren't weird little fights or nitpicky things or anything like it's it's pretty good. And and then coming home from our trip, we did fly back together ish. What's the ish? I, <laughs> Well, I felt really bad because when I booked my tickets for my trip, it was my birthday. It was my 40th birthday trip. And so I got myself first class tickets down there. As you should my, on your 40th birthday. <laughs> obviously. Right. Well, my mom ended up flying down um, when we I went and then Kevin flew home with me. Neither one of them were sitting up in first class with me. So we traveled together-ish. <laughs> but, you know, that was like a 20-hour travel day. Wow. Um, which started on the smallest boat you've ever seen as a, like an ocean faring vessel <laughs> then our ride from South Caicos back to North for, to go to the airport and, you know, ended with us getting home at 1130 at night and we did great. So, you know, I think we have the ability to each 
push each other a little outside what we're comfortable with, you know, or what we would maybe do on our own. That totally makes sense. I think it probably makes your relationship stronger in a way. I think when you travel with someone, you also see like, ooh, can we really do this? <laughs> I think it's a good test of like, wow, okay, can we like make this happen? But you guys did that early on by going to the mountains, you know, and getting a taste of that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm curious. I want to put, I'm going to put you guys on the spot, but I'm kind of curious. And if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to. Do you know each other's love languages? Have you figured that out? Or if you had to guess, what would you say? I will feel this one. <laughs> I would say that we do in some specific sense, because that was something that we very openly communicated about when we first started dating. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of said that my love language is affirming and comforting type of language. Mm -hmm. And that's the things that make me feel good. And I didn't want her to have to guess. Which is so good and helpful. (laughs) So I, you know, told her the types of things that I am looking for. And she kind of did the same. She can answer if she wants, but... That would be how I would answer that, uh, is that I offered it up because that's an important part of communication, you know, and then you learn more about the, what would you call it? The unknown love language, the ways I respond to things that she says or does without even necessarily knowing, you know, in subtle ways. That's sort of an evolving process as you get to know someone. Right. And I'm sure you guys are still learning things about one another. I feel like the last episode, you know, I talked to a guy who's been married for 45 years and he said he's still learning stuff about his wife, which blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're not kind of continuing to learn and, and pay attention and, and be curious about that, it doesn't seem like that's like a very good marker for a relationship. <laughs> right. And I, I mean, I think I will say, Kevin's strengths are certainly in communication and he's done the work. And that's a conversation that Abby, you and I had talked about at the beginning, like, you know, no, no offense to any of the men out there. I was not interested in being someone's mom or someone's therapist or someone's everything, to be honest. Like I can't be someone's everything. It's not fair. And I wouldn't expect that of anyone else either to be my everything. And we really established that like very early on and agreed, you know, that really the foundation of any, strong relationship is friendship. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be looking out for the best in them and want what's best for them and be a good friend. And I think we, we did a really good job at focusing on that in the beginning. And I think we continue to do that. There's definitely still things we learned. And as far as like specific love languages, I think the thing is too, nobody's just only one. Right. Um, All five. Yeah. And also in different phases and times. Recently, like during tax season, when he's been very busy and working seven days a week and and crazy, like it's trying to find those things that I can do to be helpful and make his day a little better. And and that then changes when, you know, tax season's over. Maybe he's not doing as much and I'm really busy. And so, yeah, I think we're definitely still learning things about each other. And it's just about being curious, you know, about your people. But we both try hard to anticipate each other's needs, which is something that your ability to do that grows as you really understand the person, you know, at a core level. And that's kind of what I hear Molly talking about, how, you know, we have different busy seasons and different schedules, both being self-employed 
and we both have times during the year where we can offer to help and other times where we need that help. And in our specific case, it just happens to work out very well. Right. And it sounds like you're both really giving 100% both ways, which I feel like is the key. So, I mean, this is all just makes me so happy, obviously. <laughs> no, I think we are. Yeah, yeah. we definitely are. It doesn't feel hard. That's the other thing. Like, relationships do take work, but it's that definition of work. I, you know, I think that it's about staying curious and staying present and and talking again, that communication piece. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Like we just are there like supporting each other and having fun when we, you know, we can fit it in during this time. And, you know, other times are, are different. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't feel like work. Right. And that makes my, makes my matchmaker heart happy. So good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. (laughs) I want to, you know, end and, you know, hopefully share some words of wisdom from you guys of, you know, single listeners who are maybe like, oh, okay, they've been on a couple dates through me. Maybe they're just starting or maybe they've never even gone on a date at all. You know, what would be some advice you'd give to people now that you've been through it who are feeling like, oh, will I ever meet that person? Yeah, I think it's hard. I think it's one of those, like, certainly trusting the process. And Abby, I've, <laughs> I think there are a number of times where I told you, I was like, I trust you. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't trust you, but like, this is not what's working. And I think that's the other thing, like being very open and honest about what works and what doesn't. You know, I come from an engineering education and, you know, the first uh, couple of people Abby, you know, met, set me up with were engineers and no offense to them, but <laughs> I don't want to date engineers. Right. And that was <laughs> and a good thing we learned together. But yeah, but we did have the conversation of like, you know, this isn't going to work and this is why it's not going to work mm-hmm. and wh- or why I'm not interested in that. So I think the communication piece is really helpful. I also think like just trying to, you know, truly kind of stay open to the process is important mm-hmm. and not always easy to do. Um, but I, I will say like, Along with that kind of like, it doesn't feel like work. It also, nothing felt forced in anything that we did. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody's had the experiences in, in different and past relationships where you either try and force something to work that's not working. Right. I think if I had one piece of advice is that being single is nowhere near as bad as being in a bad relationship. Like, it's just not. So true. You do not have to stay there and it does not have to be so difficult you don't have to live like that (laughs) and you don't have to settle by no means no (laughs) no and I think what's interesting is you know is (laughs) we kind of have joked about it you know you do end up finding like at least for us that we had all these other connections in different parts of our lives some of his tax clients I know from different areas from completely different areas you know his dad and like my dad knew the same people know the same people and our moms worked together in like the 70s at the same hospital that's just so wild um, the we amount were, of stuff you guys have yeah. in common <laughs> yeah and we were born at the same hospital yeah. like so I think that is it's interesting to find those things but also to realize that even given all of those similarities and those common things we probably wouldn't have met each other without you you and your help like we just weren't in those same circles right um, like that so it's definitely interesting to think about too you know even if it's like you meet someone through a dating app you probably would have never run into that person just in your circles right. so you know I tell people it's all about just using every avenue maybe it's me maybe it's something else who knows 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was definitely you. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. You know, I think what I would add is remember to have fun because it's supposed to be fun. It is. And that is certainly something that we have done since day one. It never had a serious feel to it. It always had a fun feel to it. Life is to be enjoyed and life is short. And basically get out there and enjoy and have fun. That yeah. would be my advice. And that's, you know, was advice I had to learn personally. And I feel like I did uh, not too long before I kind of started talking with you, Abby. Mm -hmm. And that led to progression in this particular relationship that may not have happened otherwise. So I love it. I think that's great advice. And I think too, it's like what you were saying, the timing also was just so right with both of you. You know, I think if maybe you'd met two years before, maybe not. Probably not, but you know, it's like everything is timing, having an open mind, putting yourself out there. So, you know, I'm just happy to highlight some great success stories and I am just happy that you guys are happy. And now we get to share that with all the listeners of the Ghosted Podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we, we definitely are happy and, and we can't thank you enough. And yeah, it was really good. We always joke too, also like by hiring you. <laughs> It does kind of make it like this weird financial transaction. It does. So, it was, yeah, people every now and then be like, oh, how did you meet? And I'm like, oh, I paid a lot of money. <laughs> hey, he was worth it, right? A hundred percent. I mean, and that would be my thing too, is that, you know, we were joking even this morning, you know, about how we each got like such a great deal, <laughs> you know, when we would do it again, like it was worth every penny. And so, yeah, it certainly was absolutely worth it. And it was you. It wasn't just like random. <laughs> well, thank you. That really means a lot. I could not agree more. I appreciate you guys, you know, taking a chance on this crazy matchmaking thing. And it is kind of funny. I find that too. When you meet your person through this, everyone's like, oh, well, that was a deal. You know, I would have paid so much more. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it is kind of funny. So if you're listening to this and you're on the fence, you know, you could be Molly and Kevin one day. You never know. <laughs> yeah, do it. Just do it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. This was so much fun. And Kevin, I'm going to make sure to only text you from now on because I don't want you left out in our group text <laughs> or me and Molly just getting coffees. Don't you worry. Well, well, it was starting to hurt my feelings. So. Oh, you know you're my favorite. I just it. have to hide yeah. it. <laughs> well, thank you guys again. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.